welcome to another episode of Parminio. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be discussing leader positivity and what that involves and what the attributes of leader positivity are. Just as a note, um, all these show notes for the podcast are on um, posted on parmeniopatron.com. So if you go to P-A-R-M-E-N-I-O-P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, the show notes for this podcast are already posted so you can find uh, the written format and you can review those if you like. So please go over there and take a look. All right, getting back into the subject matter at hand here. Uh, we've talked about other leadership methodologies before, and on the podcast in particular, we discussed transformational leadership. And this is a methodology which I think is probably viewed as the most complete and successful of the leadership methodologies um, developed. And transformational leadership consists of four things. Inspirational motivation, which is essentially the charisma that you bring um, in, in, in how you behave and how your body language speaks to others. Idealized influence, which is vision. And articulating a vision for a challenging and desirable future state for your organization and people involved. Intellectual stimulation, which is about challenging the status quo and developing new ways to do things. And individual consideration, which is coaching and consideration for the people within your organization, um, trying to develop those people and showing that you care about them. And I'm a big fan of transformational leadership. I think it's a very complete and, um, and well-developed uh, approach. And leader positivity is essentially, um, its, its elements are included within transformational leadership because when we get into it, you'll see they really help to power the ideas of charisma and vision and, and coaching and consideration as well. And what we're going to do um, when we t we're first going to define leader positivity as developed by Luthans and Yosef, and we're going to talk about the individual traits of it. Then we're going to break down each trait and talk about how you specifically develop those traits and embed them into your way of being so that they become habits. And so you're always evoking and demonstrating positive leadership traits. All right, before we get into that, I want to just give a few moments on what Andy Card, who was George W. Bush's chief of staff, what he talked about in terms of his belief in positive uh, leadership and positive uh, demonstrations um, each day. One of the things that Andy Card would say is that each morning when he saw President Bush, he would, he would greet him. Top of the morning to you, Mr. President. He said he wanted to start off each day with a positive, optimistic tone um, for the president and for the White House. Um, within the White House, it can be very stressful. There's lots of things going on. And Andy said he always wanted to set the tone each day with a positive and optimistic one. Um, Andy also says that whenever the president was making a decision, he always wanted the president to be in a good mood or a positive state of mind, never to be negative and, and not optimistic. And Andy Card also said that if the president did not, was not optimistic about the decisions that he was making, 
people within the White House or others who, who might see this wouldn't have the confidence in those decisions to really move them forward the way they needed to be. So he always wanted the president to be optimistic about his decisions. And what Andy said is he wanted to create an atmosphere of positivity within the White House and he wanted to be a role model for that. So any person within any organization can model leader positivity traits, um, whether that's you as a chief of staff or somebody else or the, or the leader of the organization. Okay, so leader positivity, as defined by Luthans and Yosef, consists of four traits or four um, attributes that people can demonstrate. And the definition that they have is that an individual's positive psychological state, which is characterized by four things. Number one, efficacy. Number two, optimism. Number three, hope. And number four, resiliency. And those are the four traits which really combine to um, effect leader positivity. All right, so let's define what each of these four things are as put forth by Luthens and Yosef. And by the way, each of these four things has, they're synergistically supporting one another as we'll see as we go through this. So they all support and synergistically combine together to create a positive atmosphere. Number one is efficacy. And this is the confidence to put in the necessary effort to succeed at challenging goals. Number two is optimism. And this, are, this is positive attribution about success now and in the future. So it's your state of mind about success and, and optimistic about it. Number three is having hope. And we want, we want to have hope towards the future. And this is about pre persevering towards goals and redirecting pathways to goals to succeed. Multiple pathways. And number four is resiliency. This has to do with when problems arise and you have adversity, you're able to bounce back to achieve success. Okay, so that's the leader positivity model as developed by Luthens and Yosef. And now let's dig into each of these components because if we want to be a positive leader, I want to bring these components and these attributes to bear. So how do I work on developing them? Well, for efficacy, we've talked about efficacy a lot that has a lot to do with beliefs, beliefs that I can achieve things. And when we talked about goal commitment, the importance of the goal and self-efficacy are two of the biggest components of goal commitment. So the more I can create efficacy within myself and within others, we know the greater the level of goal commitment and also the hope that we have and the optimism that we can have. Different ways to increase our efficacy and having the knowledge to do that helps us to be and have a higher level of efficacy. So number one, I can have models, models and I can, I, can, I can observe experts and model their behavior about how they achieve certain tasks or, or solve problems. So if I know how to do that, if I know how to observe, I can model those behaviors and learn how to achieve certain specific things. And we talked about observational skills on the shadowing of the CEO podcast. So if you want to learn more about observation and how that's done, that's a good podcast to listen to. I can do coaching and mentoring in a relationship with a, a coach or a mentor and they can help me to learn things that I need to achieve and overcome and to accomplish tasks or goals. 
I can look at case studies and examples, and I can gain inspiration and knowledge from that. How do other, how other people achieve these things? How do they complete their goals? And I can, be, I can be good at doing research, and I can be resourceful. And if I'm good at researching things and finding clues and information, I can figure out how to get things done and solve problems. So I can use all those different techniques and bring them to bear to create a greater sense of efficacy within myself and within the organization. And that helps to fuel leader positivity. Secondly, the second component we talked about is optimism. And optimism is one of the big components that, by the way, fuels resiliency. If I'm optimistic, I'm likely to be more resilient. One way to be optimistic is to have models in place to deal with setbacks. And again, this has to do with a mindset. So if I know how to deal with setbacks, I'm likely to be more optimistic about succeeding now and in the future. One model that's talked about is the TLC model. So TLC stands for temporary, local, and changeable. So I run up against a, I have a setback or a roadblock, and I think to myself, TLC, TLC, temporary, local, changeable, temporary, local, changeable. And I embed this way of thinking into myself and to others I'm around, I'm going to be more optimistic. And so temporary means it's time bound. Local means it pertains to this situation only. Changeable means I, have, I can change it. I can do something about it. And if I have high self-efficacy, I can change things because I can learn how to do uh, new things or new tasks or solve different problems. So being optimistic, fueled by a way of thinking about setbacks and roadblocks and problems helps us to bounce back from setbacks and that also fuels resiliency. One of the other things that happens, by the way, when you have a setback is likely when you experience a loss and it's really it's an unexpected loss maybe as well. We know things happen to our body chemistry and we know um, dopamine goes hand in hand with expectations, right? And so if we have a loss, especially if it's one that we haven't fully digested and unexpected, our body chemistry drops, dopamine drops, and we feel physical pain, a loss. So one thing you can do to recover from that and get your body chemistry back in a good place is to balance it out. If you experience a loss, do some things that are positive for your mind-body. What I usually do is exercise, listen to positive music that increases my dopamine levels and is very rewarding for me. I have positive self-talks to myself about things that I'm doing. I have positive visualizations. And those things are all designed to bounce me back from whatever the setback is. Then I can think about it from a TLC mode. Okay, it's temporary, it's local, it's changeable. How do I approach this problem and move forward? All right, so that fuels optimism. Third is hope, and this is from Snyder. And what Snyder said is that optimism is kind of two attributes, agency and pathways. Agency is, is, revolves around our determination, our persistence in moving forward along different pathways. And different pathways has to do with having multiple pathways to success. So if I have multiple pathways to success and one of them is blocked, or if I encounter resistance, we can navigate and move forward along different 
pathways or roadmaps to success. And so if I have different mental roadmaps and I can visualize those and articulate those to myself and to other people, we can paint a roadmap to success that consists of multiple pathways. If we're being blocked, we can simply navigate, take turns, and move forward. So this is a really powerful way uh, to keep us being hopeful and to draw out those maps visually for yourself or for others so that they can see them and, and what happens if we encounter resistance or roadblocks and what we do about them helps people because it increases their confidence and decreases their uncertainty, be uncertainty about solving those problems. Another way you can think about it is to use planning scenarios and contingency planning. If you make a decision and you have different outcomes, A, B, or C, and A is good, B is kind of neutral, and C is bad, what happens if we have the C, the bad outcome? If we can identify that we have options and different pathways that it can evolve from that, where we can still have success, we can still be hopeful. So that's a good way of, of articulating and demonstrating that to ourselves and to others so that we can remain hopeful. The fourth attribute of leader positivity is resiliency. And Fletcher and Sarkar did a lot of work with Olympic world-class athletes and they researched their mindset and how they think about challenging situations. Anyways, what they found out was, was kind of three main things around how Olympic athletes, world-class athletes approach things. And it has to do with their challenge appraisal, their metacognition, and their optimism. So challenge appraisal kind of works like this. Anytime a world-class athlete runs up against a challenging situation, they look at it as it's a situation for growth, development, and mastery. And that tends to be their default mindset, no matter what it is. No matter what the situation is, growth, development, mastery. So you're an athlete, uh, let's take the Wimbledon final. It was uh, Federer and Djokovic, and they were in the Wimbledon final. And in the final set, the fifth set, by the way, what a great match that was uh, if you're a tennis fan. But in the final, the, Djokovic heard the crowd um, chanting Federer's name. Okay, so how do you overcome this, right? And what Djokovic did was he, instead of hearing the crowd chant Federer's name, he heard them chanting his name, and he looked at it as an opportunity for, for development, growth, and mastery to overcome what he was hearing. And he did, and he won the match. And so that's a great approach for a challenge appraisal. Um, another world-class athlete, he was talking about how his coach made him practice twice on Christmas Day. And instead of being upset about it, what he said was, well, look, my, my competitors probably aren't going to be challenging or training twice on Christmas Day. Grow and develop more than they are so that I can win my competition. So, Challenge appraisal is a big factor in being resilient. World-class athletes also have um, strong metacognition abilities, and this consists of five components. Awareness of goals, imagery, positive self-talk, relaxation techniques, and activation of these things. Um, so number one, aware of goals. You're self-aware of your goals. We can articulate them. We know what they mean. We know the importance of those goals. This is important for metacognition. 
The use of imagery and visualization is an all, another important part of metacognition. This has to do with positive visualizations that you create yourself, positive imagery about yourself and how you compete. Um, lots of different techniques that you can use to, to um, activate these models. We know Michael Phelps, for example, he would get in a swimming pool every day for two hours and do positive visualizations about swimming and about different scenarios and hearing the crowd and the crowd react to his mistakes and how he would overcome it. So he was prepared for any situation that he would encounter. Positive self-talk, and this includes positive affirmations about how you approach things, your mindset. I can do a TLC, temporary local changeable, and talk about how I deal with setbacks. So that when I'm dealing with setbacks and they occur, I'm prepared for them and I've conditioned my mind in how to approach them. Relaxation techniques, this can include meditation, deep breathing techniques, soft music, relaxing nature walks, relaxing beach walks, but getting your mind into a relaxed state. The more relaxed state your mind is, the more you can um, memorize and the more you can learn and the more you can bring into yourself. Aroused mental states and defensive mental states, you're less open and accessible for learning new things. So relaxation is important. And finally, just activation. The ability to activate these things when needed is another key skill set. One of the other things they talked about was optimism. And we know optimism fuels resiliency. We talked about how to deal with setbacks with the TLC model. Um, and so that's another thing that you can do to fuel your resiliency. Okay, so that's resiliency. Finally, what we can talk about is how do we embody these things all the time? How do we embody positive leader traits? And that has to do with our body language. We know body language can amount to as much as 90% of what's communicated to others. So if we want to embody positive body language, it has to do with open and accessible body language, not closed and um, closed off. Positive um, facial expressions, smiling, open, engaging, being present, acknowledging other people, listening to them very attentively and paying attention to what they're saying so they feel heard and acknowledged. All of these things are going to demonstrate positive leader traits. So we can embody all the things that we're doing here in terms of our body language and how we communicate with others in our words and with our tone of voice. Okay, so that's leader positivity. And you can see from this, it's not a leadership methodology or discipline of itself, but it is a way to embody positive leadership traits, which you can then feel in terms of how you behave and how you interact with others so that others can be more optimistic, more hopeful, more resilient within an organization. Of course, if you have these traits within your organization, uh, obviously it's much more likely you're gonna be successful. Okay, and the other point is they fuel the aspects of transformational leadership. Um, all of these do as well. All right, so that's another episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate uh, you listening and working together with us so everyone can achieve their dreams. Don't forget, if you want to have, see the show notes, you can go out to parmenopatron.com, P-A-R-M-E-N-I-O-P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. 
The show notes are there. And thank you once again for listening to this episode of Parminio.